LifeSite News was so pleased to bring you artworks every once in a while. And just recently, a few months ago, we had an incredibly powerful pro-life song that was seen by thousands of you. We wanted to give you a glimpse into the artist behind the song. He's got an incredible story, a conversion story, a story of his inspiration to bring this great pro-life, inspiring music to us. His name's Paul Lubansky. You're going to want to stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you, John Henry. It's a, it's an honor. I, I'm just so happy to be here and to be able to tell you a little bit about the song and my story. That's awesome. It, we thank you for it. It was a beautiful, beautiful song. We get a lot of stuff sent to us, and you know sometimes it's it's good and sometimes it's great. And yours was really exceptional. Uh, I think it moved many, many hearts. Thank you so much for that. Well, you know, you and I talked a little bit before about, you know, my background, and it's, uh, it, it, it's a, deep, a deep faith, okay? I was a uh, raised Polish Catholic in a uh, mostly Jewish community, if you can believe that. I was the minority, um, but uh, created, you know, altar boy, all those things, you know, and um, so really connected to my faith. But just like a lot of people, as I got older, I strayed. I strayed a little bit, and... Uh, and decided that wait maybe uh, maybe there's more to this life and maybe I I need to get back to God and the faith and the Holy Spirit and the power. Um, so I started to do that with the help of my mom before she passed away. Um, and then um, you know the music aspect came into my life after my corporate career. So it was just divine intervention. It was like okay how can I give back and this concept of dear mom, as I was in prayer and meditation came into my head. I didn't know what it meant, John Henry. Um, there was no plans for any of this other than the fact that I was getting back to my faith and I connected the dots. I think that God was asking me to do this and all power and grace. I'm, you know, this is, I'm not taking credit for it because, you know, I think you probably agree that, um, you know, and I know you're probably, you know, we all have an ego, but God's gift to you is, you know, whatever that gift is, creativity, um, but your gift back is to use that in a positive way. So dear God, came, I mean, uh, dear mom came into my mind and I fortunate to collaborate with some uh, incredibly talented studio uh, musicians who are partners of mine and a team and it's outside of Atlanta. And uh, we had done a couple songs and uh, all my songs are meant to be inspirational. It's country accented, by the way. Um, but uh, when I approached, when I when I had this concept, these, I mean, there's another story in itself how I connected with these people um, because I was just teaching myself how to play, and and I, I was I always wrote. I have a history of. Uh, I've written children's books, et cetera. And I said I have to try to write these songs, and I ended up connecting with these guys. They are men of faith, as deep as you can be uh, out in uh, outside of Atlanta. And so it, when I um, introduced the concept that, oh, of course, we'll do this. Of course, we'll do Dear Mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, dig this. 
the person, this beautiful young lady who sings the song is actually the daughter of my main partner. And she was 19 at the time when she did the song. And we kept her name out of it, as you can see, we say anonymous. Um, I think, you know, that may change, but it was just out of fear. You know, there's just so much going on in the world. Um, but when the, the song came to me and I wrote it in about 10 minutes, um, but, but listen to this. It, it all just happened quickly. Within two weeks, this it was written, recorded, and done a couple of years ago. And um, we did receive some attention. You know, I was on National Catholic Radio, et cetera. Um, but for her to sing it the way she did, so beautifully, so eloquently, so at such a young age to get it, you, you feel it when you hear the song, right? That's her. And, you know, we did some simple... Um, you know, piano, and then we added the strings later, and everything just fit perfectly. It was just phenomenally. So, dear mom, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I hope it's made a difference, and I think it has. I know it has because it's come to me. And if it's saved one or two lives, you know, who, how many people can say that? And again, I'm not taking credit. I'm saying I'm I'm happy that the message came to me, passed through me. And everything was divine intervention after that. Absolutely. Paul, tell us a little bit about your story, where you went to, how you got there. So you were raised in a, in a devout Polish Catholic home. Where did yes. you go from there and how'd you come back? Well, um, you know, as I said, it was really amazing because it's a Jewish community, right? And it was really diverse. I was very lucky. So it was 90% Jewish. And then it was very liberal minded at the time. We were the first community that had busing. You know what busing is where they, you know, where the government decided that the kids from uh, the inner city would come and go to school with us, which was great. So I got to meet the African-American kids. We had an Asian community. We had a Middle Eastern community. That's where I grew up. Okay. But yeah, this little Polish parish called Our Lady of Fatima um, uh, is where I went, altar boy, everything else. So um, I actually married a beautiful Jewish woman of, uh, and uh, we were married for 33 years, three beautiful kids, right? One of my children, uh, one of my, my youngest son actually went to uh, College of the Holy Cross in uh, Massachusetts, although he technically was Jewish because we raised the kids Jewish. But if you ask me about how I kind of got away from the Catholic faith specifically, not from God, but the Catholic faith uh, and those teachings in general, it's because of that's the way it all evolved. But I think it was all done uh, by design. So so what happened was, um, yeah, I got away from it. I mean, if, if you don't mind, I, I could read you something really quickly and it'll explain, it'll answer your question. It's a new song, but this song um, is called uh, Dear Lord, Can We Begin Again? So just uh, if you don't mind, here, here's how it goes. Please do. Okay. Uh, uh, dear Lord, your power and grace so magnificent, a mere thought can heal the sick and protect the innocent. As a child, I was part of your flock, Catholic school and altar boy around the clock. But I lost my way and strayed as I allowed heretics to have their say. Now I need to come back home revert back to your throne. See, my soul longs to share your powerful and loving message. So real, so omnipresent. And now, now I bow on bended knee with clear eyes and a full heart. I humbly offer 
this refrain that asks you on behalf of uh, billions of mere mortals currently toiling on here on Earth's terrain, dear Lord, can we begin again? Hmm. So that's kind of the outline, uh, outline of But I also have another song called God Please, which I had shared before, which I think you would love. It's just, uh, it's again, you know, asking uh, God to come here and, and heal us. So uh, Dear Mom was the first, God Please was the second, and these are Christian worship songs. And the third will be this, this song. And in addition to that, as, as you may know, I've done probably 28 or other 30 songs that we've released, but they're all positive and inspirational. They're none of the, you know, sort of the crazy stuff you see in the, in the music today. Um, right. Tell us quickly where people can access what you have, but then I want to pivot back to a little more in depth into your story, just into what actually brought you back. What was the, uh, if you can tell us what the event was that, or the circumstances that brought you back specifically? Well, the, um, you know, as I, as I told you, um, and I was telling the team that, you know, Dear Mom, uh, I would never profit from ever. It's too, it's too important and too, uh, you know, such a difficult subject. And, um, but so a song like that is on Amazon and iTunes, but you cannot make money today unless you're touring and, you know, whatever, which I, I would never do. And that's really, I'm not even that good, good enough to do that. Uh, my partner sings lead on, on most of the songs, uh, but I create the songs and music. So on YouTube, just go to the search and anyone can find, uh, they can find God, please. And obviously Dear Mom can be located on LSN TV and YouTube itself, because we originally did a Dear Mom a couple of years ago. And um, by the way, I think, uh, so to answer your question, YouTube. Paul Lebansky search, um, all the songs and all the music. But I do believe Dear Mom is being shadow banned. I mean, I, I just, I absolutely believe that in my heart. You saw all the views in a short period of time that we received, which is fantastic. But it was up before and it, it got to about 10, 10 or 11,000 in just a week and then stopped. So isn't that, isn't that a little bit strange, <laughs> you know? You know, I, I believe that um, it's being shadow banned. It doesn't go along with, you know, a big tech and, and, and what they believe. So, uh, but that's okay. It's not meant to make money. What it's meant to is, however, I do want it shared. And I, hopefully it's being shared even more than we know, right? It is. And I hope this video also leads to that uh, song being shared and, and your other stuff, because I think we are so lacking in really truly inspirational but also so professionally and well done uh music and and art basically and so it's a real gift and i i pray that uh, all of our viewers will have a look at it and share it with friends and family yeah well dear mom and, and, and god please and actually a third song is called now i see now i see what the lord has sent to me and it's you're my angel here on earth it's actually a love song so it's that woman is not in my life right now. I'm, you know, I'm single, but I wrote the song called Now I See to hopefully be able to give to someone someday that I have that bond with again. Uh, so three songs are Christian oriented. Again, Dear Mom, uh, God Please, and Now I See. I do mention God in a lot of the other songs as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to answer your question, yeah, I... It's a process of living, John Henry, and raising a family and trying to create uh, a corporate career and all of those things. 
Um, like a lot of people, yes, I just kind of straight. And um, as, you, as you heard in the song uh, or in the lyrics, I, I had written you. So um, I think it was healing. I went through a tremendous amount of healing and that involved prayer. Um, just like anybody else, I've got songs, John Henry's called, I've got my demons too. So, you know, and it's, uh, you know, one of the lines is, you know, don't put me on no pedestal, you know, I'm fine right here on the ground. So I couldn't have done that until I heal, you know, too much ego, too much, um, you know, just trying to enjoy life instead, and, you know, uh, find pleasure on my own versus giving back. And that's where the, the music came in. So I, it was a healing process. I can tell you, I wasn't into, I was in my fifties, early fifties before I, I healed and, and started to understand that, um, that framework, that foundation that was given to me, my Polish Catholic upbringing um, was still in me and it needed to be, it needed to come out. By the way, you told my dad, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not, it's not a braggadocio thing, but incredibly famous. And see, he's the role model for me. He never lost his faith with all the fame. This is a guy that knew Sinatra, you know, just um, everybody knew who he was, but he always had the faith. He gave money that technically should have gone to the family, to the church, to build a new church when it built down, when it burned down. And my mom, the same too. Elizabeth Danieleski, you know, that was Polish, the woman that he met here in Detroit and raised the family. So um, I don't know, I think it, it's healing and praying and just trying to be a good person. But, you know, quite frankly, I've got my demons too, and we all do, and we're all battling them every day, right? It's a, it's a real note of hope, though, that, you know, you were raised by incredibly faithful parents who had the faith and stuck with the faith through hard circumstances and, and perhaps not being so supported. But, um, you know, were your parents alive to see your conversion? Well, yes. My, I mean, my mom, well, my dad passed away in 2010. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, um, and my mom, you know, four, five, four years after, but she saw, you know, I would spend, it was one of those things where I got back to my parents too. You know, I was in that generation, very rebellious, you know, and, uh, oh, my parents didn't do this or they did this or didn't do that. And uh, I finally realized after raising my own children, you know, how difficult that was. I had two brothers and two sisters, five kids, you know, so we had five kids in the family and my dad, you know, traveling and, and this and that, and also battling alcoholism. And which also you know, sort of ran in my family. You know, I, it was very dysfunctional and very difficult. Um, but it was my mom, yes, and she did it. She she was the one. She gave me some verses um, that um, uh, I think uh, I know I have it here. But she, she was the one who did it, and she did see that. And she was very proud of me and happy about that. But you know, as a child, you know, she took us to the seminary. She wanted us to be priests, John Henry. You know, there's this place called Dunscotus, not far from here. Incredible seminary, you know. And um, so she wanted us to be priests. That's what she wanted us to do. Um, and um, you know, like you said, tons of adversity. My sister died of heroin abuse, and I watched that happen. But my parents were right there trying to save her, trying to save her. Never, you know, you know, my dad had also uh, had his issues, but stopped. And he saved lives too. That's another inspiration. After his addiction, he fought it and beat it. 
um, then he dedicated his life to saving other lives. So that's another huge inspiration. But that was all um, uh, because of his faith. He never lost it. And he always was giving back. And, uh, you know, as famous he was, he didn't have a, uh, an ego like I do. Okay. But uh, so that's kind of the story. And yes, thank you for asking. Uh, my mom was very happy about that, you know. And so uh, it drove me. She didn't really see the music part. Um, but I know they're looking down. Yeah, it's the greatest. It's the greatest joy um, to have your children live the faith and sh have the faith shine in their lives. It's an incredible thing. Give us a last word, Paul, if you could, about living your life for Christ uh, in the midst of the big business world um, and in an industry. In in the music industry, of course, is not very Catholic or Christian at all. How do you survive? How do you live your faith out there? Well, let me just say this, as far as the music industry, you know, this is a sidelight. I'm into a lot of different things in my life. And uh, um, so, uh, but I understand where they're coming from. You know, I'm, I'm removed from it. I live in Detroit and I'm, I'm not trying to become uh, famous or rich. It's, it's, it's impossible um, uh, to do that. But you asked the question, you know, um, I, I, there, there is no doubt that unless we, um, as I mean, the, when you ask all these, you know, they ask what's going, what's wrong with the world. I, I'm one of these guys, and I wrote for many years. I was also a coach, and you know, uh, I so I and I taught, and I taught in acronyms or to be simple, uh, you know, to try to answer these complex uh, situations simply so that people can understand. But here's what I would say: unless we, as a human species, as a race, um, get back to the idea that there is a higher power, that there is this God, this divine creator of creators, and that there is a force far more powerful than us, and to uh, adhere and acquiesce and admit to that so that we have our foundation of our family again, and faith, and all those things which made this wonderful country, the most benevolent in the world, our constitutional republic, so great. So it's, uh, I, I would say, and so that's what I'm trying to do is just make people aware. I have a great quick thing. I don't know if you know who Max Planck is. Uh, Max Planck was this uh, German physicist and, you know, uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1918. You, you talk about the hypocrisy of what's happening. And, and it even, it, it, he was a quantum physicist. What he did is essentially said that after all my studies and all my years, I have to admit that there's a force, a power greater than what we can understand that moves those atoms, you know, within the cell. Um, however, he was, um, he said, there's no God, and especially there isn't a Christian God. So how do you reconcile that? It's very difficult. And that's what we're up against. How do we... You know, how do we convince people that the jab is, uh, I mean, it, it's it's out there. And um, the faith and the proof, and look, we live in an incredibly beautiful divine universe. It's perfect. It's perfect nature. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. So I think that we need to get people to understand that. But it starts with acknowledging that there's a force so much greater than us. And it's God. It's it's um, it, it was it's what can guide us, and what can lead us to, uh, um, you know, hopefully back to some concept of civilization. No wars. Why do we fight wars? You know, I mean, it, it's just it's just obscene. 
uh, what's going on. So this is my little part, uh, the music and everything else. But I am very passionate about about that and so happy that I did come back. And yes, there are aspects of uh, what's going on in the Catholic world. That, but in general, the people are good. And the people like you and LifeSite News are what, what keeps me going. And I, it's all divine that we connected because I think it's, it's just fantastic. I didn't know that much about it. And now I know what a force you guys are. Awesome, Paul. Well, we will be sure to feature your other videos as well because so inspiring and uh, such a great gift. And I, I think uh, a lot of people have benefited from it. Go check out the comments uh, under the video. Even those few thousand on YouTube, you'll see. Um, God bless you, Paul. Thank you for what you do. And uh, keep serving faithfully. And uh, thank you for joining us on the John Henry West. Thank Show. you. Thank you. Amen. Uh, thank you so much. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.